0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Kevin Farrell, in for Mary Market Miller, joined today by Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we're crisscrossing the state, letting you know about the events that make Mississippi a destination for everybody every day of the week. Today we'll talk about the Chickasahoe River Race in Waynesboro, festivals in Holly Springs and Corinth, then we travel to Canton for an actor's boot camp. But we're going to start things off with a great band, Empty Atlas, and see what they have coming up as they tour this summer. So stick around, buckle up, and get ready for a ride. Next Stop Mississippi will return right after the news.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell in from Mary Margaret Miller today, joined by Camille King. You know, as we do every Friday, we're going to crisscross the state this morning to let you know about the events that make Mississippi a destination for visitors every day of the week. We're going to talk about the Chickasawhay River Race in Waynesboro, festivals in Holly Springs and Corinth, and then travel to Canton for an actor's boot camp. But in a few minutes, we're going to start off with the great band Empty Atlas and see what they have coming up as uh, they tour this summer. So uh, you're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. So good morning, Camille. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? I'm doing good. Looking forward to, uh, this Sunday. I travel down to Biloxi, my first look at uh, MGM Park and the Biloxi Shuckers. So looking forward to that. And I think we've also planned a trip to the seafood, uh, seafood Museum down in Biloxi to help fill up the day as well. So looking forward to that. Oh, nice. That ought to be a fun day and fun weekend. Yeah, I've you know, been to a lot of the uh, M-Braves games up here, but as I said, I have not been down uh, to see that nice stadium on the Gulf Coast, so really looking forward to that. And they're not playing the M-Braves, so I can cheer for the home team. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How
0: about you? You have been out and about uh, doing some things?
2: Yeah, I've been out and about. Uh, actually, uh, just got back in town, uh, went to Mississippi State yesterday and had a meeting with with everybody up there. Uh, They're trying to get some things together for a bicentennial celebration that they may possibly have in Starkville and uh, just been kind of all over. But it's been a great, great week and looking forward to a great weekend.
0: Also, I want to mention an event coming up uh, tomorrow in Jackson uh, with the Jackson Zoo. Uh, MPB is participating in the ice cream safari. I had the uh, pleasure, well, I'm I'm not sure pleasure is the exact word, but it was fun. Uh, But uh, basically, uh, a bunch of uh, area media people get together and and dish out ice cream so folks can uh, enjoy the zoo and also sample oh, I don't know, probably 15, 20 different kinds of ice cream. Liz Gill uh, from MPB Think Radio will be there scooping this year. uh, And I wish her well because uh, the the people it's quite crowded and everybody wants some ice cream, so you, you, you're you scooping pretty much for three hours straight. I, bet, I <laughs> bet. Those arms are probably jello at the end of the day. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I'm amazed at the amount of ice cream that gets consumed then, and lots of different flavors. So, uh, if you're in the central Mississippi area, that might be something you would consider for tomorrow. So, you know, as we came into the show from the news, we heard a song, Boxing, and it was by our first guest this morning, Empty Atlas. Uh, you're familiar with it, so why don't you introduce our guest for us?
2: Well, uh, look, I am so proud to introduce Micah from Empty Atlas. I've known him for some years. He has uh, just been grinding. Uh, Empty Atlas is a wonderful band, and this man right here is an amazing songwriter and front man. And so happy to have him on today on Next Stop. Uh, welcome, much, Micah.
3: Hey, how are you
0: doing? I'm doing great. So, uh, give us a little background. Uh, how long has the band get together? How did you all discover each other? Those sorts of things.
3: Sure. Um, so, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing music. Oh gosh, a long, long time. But uh, this this kind of iteration of the group uh, started in January, actually. But we've been I've been playing as Empty Atlas for about two years at this point, and um and we kind of formed the new band right after we just released our, our debut full length album Hestia, which is on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, and then uh you know some of these guys are old friends, some of them are new friends, and uh and we just kind of all formed because we wanted to play the songs on that album. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. How would
2: you describe your band, Michael? For the people who don't know who you are, which I'm sure they will know <laughs> who you are. Describe your band. What would your genre of music be? You know, give give them a little bit of background. Sure. Um,
3: I I always like to use the term uh, melodic indie rock because indie rock kind of has this uh, stigma of being of being a particularly like uh, distorted and and kind of hard to listen to. It can be very. Uh, you know, jarring music, and that's not what we want to do. Um, we want that level of of kind of creating the music we want to, but we also want it to be something that's easy to listen to and, and people can hear it and, and, you know, not feel like they just had their ears bleed for two hours or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, a lot of people like to listen to uh, CDs and albums and that sort of thing, but I think nothing really beats kind of the live experience. So if you would, tell us
3: uh, what the live experience at an empty Atlas concert is like. Sure. sure. I mean, I hope that it's the best version of the song you can possibly hear. Like, I'm really proud of the album, but I feel like these musicians that we're playing with um, are just the, some of the most talented dudes in the Jackson area. Um Brandon Michael White's our guitarist, and he does so many more interesting things on guitar than we could fit on an album. Uh, our drummer's Bobby Hansford, and he does a ton of stuff. And our bassist Alex Ingram, uh, all just really creative guys. So we're going to be presenting something new. Uh, if you listen to the album, you'll you'll know what to expect to an extent, but uh, but hopefully we're we're always providing something new and and uh, giving giving it a you know something something different to look forward to.
2: Well, Maki, we want to talk about the show that you have coming up uh, very soon yeah. and uh, at Dooling Hall. But before that, you know, I'm very interested in your process as a writer because, as i said, I've seen you perform live over the past couple <laughs> years, and you know how much I, I think of you as a writer, uh, and I'm very into that. Uh, tell the listeners about your process as a writer and how you get it from start to finish to a performance-ready type of song.
3: Sure. Um, I like to think of all the songs as, as something of a narrative song even if it isn't necessarily like a Bob Dylan style, like telling you know beat for beat what's happening. Um, I, sometimes it'll start with like a song title, like I'm working on one right now called Half Measure, that it's just that idea of, of, um, of having a goal you want to reach but not being able to reach it. So it's telling a story about somebody going through that situation. And then once you sort of have that, that main idea, the main concept, I want to build around that and have a story that people can identify with um on on all levels uh i don't ever want it to be so vague that you just can't possibly like reach into it and grab something for your life um i you know nothing against songwriters who that's what they want to do but i I just want it to be something that people can learn from even if it's just something small that they can apply to their lives and, and go maybe maybe i can do something differently or maybe maybe this is the right direction you know, I think a lot of uh, some songwriters I've talked to have that thing
0: where they're constantly, they don't have a notepad, but it's like, are, are those, those times where you're going along and you experience mm-hmm. something and you say, wow, that's going to make a great song? Maybe that would be the kernel for a new song?
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's what I use my phone for, pretty much exclusively text <laughs> message and writing down notes of things I want to write about.
2: So, tell us about your upcoming show at Dueling sure. Hall and how did that all come together and who will be there, what time, and, and some more information about it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, it's uh, going to be Wednesday, July 26th uh, at Dueling Hall. We're playing with uh, two really great bands from Florida. Uh, one's a, a kind of pop rock, pop punk band uh, called Brightside. Um, who's doing some pretty phenomenal stuff? They're actually on a tour right now. This is going to be part of that uh, with Substream Magazine is presenting, so it's it's a pretty big one for them. And then the headliner for the show is actually a band called Colors. It's an electronic R and B act. Um, it's re- it's really interesting stuff, and they're on Victory Records, which is really cool for me because Victory Records, I've been following that you know label since I was a kid, and always obsessed with it. You had like bands like Taking Back Sunday started on that label. And uh, and so it's really cool to be playing with artists that are you know on the, at that level. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, other 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 upcoming shows this summer? Sure. I mean, we're playing. I'm trying to do mostly regional stuff right now. We're we're touring all over, and you know, to an extent, like, I guess it's it's usually a couple weekends at a time. And you know, we just played in Birmingham. We'll be playing uh, a really big one at uh, the Varsity Theater in Baton Rouge in August. So I'm doing my best not to over uh, overextend us in in any particular place and uh just trying to get all over the place and, and see some new people uh you know new faces and, and uh, meet some new bands as well and I guess uh life on the road probably has some interesting stories and maybe even some ideas for future songs yeah <laughs> it does it does help i um i ne- i don't i'm one of those people i don't really love writing songs about like well, I was in Atlanta you know <laughs> so I try to avoid that stuff but um, you know, it for sure, <laughs> no doubt.
2: Well, how can the listeners, uh, find out more about you, about your band and listen to your music? Because we want to segue this into a really special part of the segment.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's all empty com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter that I don't use that much, but everything else I do. Uh, so yeah, please, please, uh, follow us, find us and, uh, and like us.
0: All right. Uh, we've got a few minutes before our next break, and I noticed uh, when you came in this morning, you had your guitar case with you, so uh, if you would, why don't you uh, perform for us a little bit? Sure. God. Give him a little taste, Micah.
4: <laughs> now, I'll tell you, um, uh, I guess, Tales from the Booth. Micah, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to play. I was like, no. If
3: you brought your guitar <laughs> to MPB Think Radio, you're going to play your guitar. I know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're real music people all around here. Well, man, um, I think I'm going to play, uh, this song's called uh, House Fire. just play a little bit for you. It
5: started in the rafters after it went. Every which way You're always burning Those hollow hallways But I tracked you down Your guilty crown flames keep falling From your mouth Still you know I'd love To put you out If I could You're burning like a house fire Turning black as night Keeping all the neighborhood awake What's it gonna take for me to save you? House fire House fire I'm silencing the subtle way of speaking Like you don't know just what I mean You're always turning a deaf ear toward me, but it's only getting worse for you. These impulse moves and vacant actions—you excuse, you know I'd put you out if I could. And this is the part you see that everything I've done is for your good. This night is day. what's it gonna take for me to save you now all right very
0: I'll well uh, you, boy, right all right. <laughs> you know you're good everybody in the control room all came to the window to watch so that was uh, that was really great hey, great you know, Micah. we certainly appreciate you joining us yeah. uh, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk with Drew Walker from the Great Chickasawhay River Race in Waynesboro. Then from there, up Highway 45 to Holly Springs and talk about the Ida B. Wells Festival. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. In for Mary Margaret Miller this week. I'm Kevin Farrell joined by Kamel King. Got a busy day today. Our next stop on Next Stop is in Waynesboro. We're going to be talking about the Great Chickasawhay River Race. And uh, on the line with us is uh, Drew Walker. Drew, good morning.
4: Good morning. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing well. First things first, what do you hear about weather for tomorrow?
4: Uh, weather's looking out pretty good for July. We've got the it's going to be warm, though. we got about uh, 89 degrees, a uh, little chance to rain. the river, though, is looking uh, fantastic. The uh, level is uh, right where we want a good level for our competition on uh, tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Well, Drew, tell us about the river and who are the friends of the river. Give our listeners a little bit, bit of background of where the river is and what type of activities go on out there.
4: Oh, sure. So uh, our organization is called the uh, Friends of the Chickasahe and uh we're a uh, paddle america club uh, affiliated with the american uh, canoe association and uh we're uh, based uh here uh in Waynesboro Mississippi uh, waynesboro is uh uh for those of you that may not be familiar with our town and our city and our area and uh, it's uh, the city's uh, located uh right near the uh, Chickasawhay River which is uh, uh one of the uh, you can almost call it a hidden treasure here uh in uh, Mississippi it's a uh, scenic uh, waterway uh which has its uh, origins uh, north of us uh, uh, toward uh, Clark and uh, uh, Lauderdale County and flows uh, south uh, through uh, Wayne County. And uh, for tomorrow, we're having our third annual uh, Great Chickasawhay Race, which is a uh, 22.3 mile uh, race from Shibuta, Mississippi, uh, to Waynesboro on the uh, Chickasawhay uh, River. We've got um, got about, we're expecting 150 participants this mm-hmm. year, so we're growing wow. uh, every year.
0: So tell us. So you mentioned this is the third annual. Tell us a little bit about the, the origins of the event. How did it get started?
4: Well, it's it's, it's kind of started with just uh, just myself and some friends, just uh, which we a lot of us here are river i uh, enthusiasts and paddling enthusiasts. And uh, we were just looking at the river and go, you know what? This twenty two point three miles. This might be uh, perfect for uh, for a race for something like this. And uh, in our our first year. Uh, we got a lot of support here from the community. We're still getting uh, continued uh, support, and uh, we just decided that a river this beautiful, we can't just keep this to ourselves. So uh, we got on promoting uh, paddle sports and uh, and you know just uh, promoting people to come here for a race.
2: So what types of boats are in the race, and are there any prizes, and what are the rules of the competition? Because you don't have canoes racing a uh, speedboat, right? So. <laughs>
4: So we're, uh, we're asking for all at any kind of, uh, paddle powered, uh, craft, uh, kayaks, uh, tandem kayaks, canoes, and also stand up paddle boards. Stand up paddle boards, uh, that's a, uh, that's a growing thing, uh, here. And, uh, last year we had two, uh, registrants on, uh, stand up paddle boards. This year we have about 10. Uh, so if you can get in it and paddle it, uh, you're welcome to join in our competition here. We've got some fantastic prizes. Uh, we're offering uh $1,000 for the fastest male participant and $1,000 for the fastest female and then we've got uh, nearly the last time I checked we still got people registered people can register uh, through tonight uh, we've got about 25 categories and we uh plan on uh prizes uh, for a lot of those categories and also uh, all of our first second third place winners they're getting great trophies uh, uh, one of the the things that i'm really i think is cool is we have our these uh, first place trophies uh they're made completely made in mississippi um uh, we uh I purchased them uh, from Cabernet, uh paddle uh, which is uh, it's located somewhere outside tupelo it's in north mississippi and uh, a friend of mine uh danny Deerman, at uh, Deerman and sons auto body he has uh painted those up uh to look uh, so great our theme is red white and canoe right <laughs> so we just, uh originally Originally, we had our date set for June 24th, uh, right before 4th of July. But you guys know how the weather was then. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, just so much rain. uh, So we're fortunate being able to push it back, have these ideal uh, conditions, and uh, looking forward to a great race tomorrow, so, so yeah, absolutely.
0: We're talking with Drew Walker about the great Chickasahaw River Race in uh, Waynesboro here on Next Stop Mississippi. Uh, Drew, you mentioned those stand-up paddle boards, and I think I've seen those uh, down on the beach. That's It looks like a giant surfboard and the uh, person yeah. stands on it. And Man, I am so impressed by those because I don't think I could even stand up on it to balance, <laughs> much less start to paddle.
4: Yeah, right. you, <laughs> you, you and me both, buddy. Oh, no, 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 no. I haven't had the chance to do that. I'm looking forward to I want to go down the coast and try that out. I'm, uh, um, it, it looks so, so cool. They they make it look effortless up there. Yes, they, they uh, certainly you know. do. So is so, it... Yeah, uh, I'm, more a, I'm more of a kayak guy myself, but yeah.
0: Is it solo racers, teams, or both?
4: Uh, we've got solo race, racers and uh, tandems. Um, well, people, t- two to a canoe or two to a kayak, and... Um, We've also got a, a team coming from uh, Louisiana, from Brobridge, Louisiana. It's a triplet, and oh. uh, they're racing a, a three-man craft, which that's going to be cool to see that uh, take off because those guys are some kind of fast. So, uh, so yeah, we've got uh, all kind of different categories.
2: Man, over 20 miles, my arms would be jello. I mean, <laughs> you guys would be waiting on me until Monday evening to finish the race. Uh,
4: come on now. Come on now, we'll uh, – We'll, we'll, we'll push you down the river if we got
0: to. God, Lee. Uh, so, so how right about uh, folks wanting to watch? Are there good vantage points along the river where they can see the, the folks making the progress?
4: Uh, you know, the uh, majority of the uh, river it flows through uh, uh, it's north of Waynesboro. It's pretty rural and those uh, communities there. Uh, we've got uh, such uh, great uh, reception from uh, landowners along the river there that some of them, uh, have their uh, just uh, that the land adjacent to the river. Uh, some of them are uh, having parties along the uh, riverbank there inviting their friends. Uh, as far as the uh, best vantage points to view that uh, in uh, Waynesboro at the uh, finish line, uh, we're going to have a, a great big hospitality set, uh, uh, tent set up for Mayor Richard Johnson has uh, got that uh, taken care of and uh, spectators are welcome to come see the uh, winners as they uh, cross the uh, finish line there.
2: Mm-hmm. So is it that we understand that a portion of the proceeds go toward helping the river stay clean? Uh
4: yes, yes, uh what uh, our organization in the and really the race itself we like to think that uh we promote conservation through recreation and uh we try as much as we can to uh, uh to to uh, organize our river cleanups. We're going to try to want to organize one uh for the uh, fall or the winter here. Uh, but you know, we've got a beautiful waterway and we want it to stay that way uh not just here in wayne county but in clark county green county uh all the way down because the Chickasaw hay is part of the greater uh pascagoula uh, river basin so uh what 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 trash goes in upstream that's gonna flow downstream so uh we want to uh, uh definitely press on the importance of uh we've got a hidden treasure we want it to you know we want to we want the secret to get out about our hidden treasure uh, but we do want it to stay beautiful
0: so well, where could folks find out more information about the river, but also specifically about the, the friends of the river?
4: Okay. Uh, we've got a, a website, www.chickasahayfriends.org. Uh, we've also got a uh, Facebook uh, Facebook site for our event, uh, the Great Chickasahay Race uh, 2017. Look us up on Facebook. That's a great way to get information about the race. And, uh, of course, check out our website as well.
0: All right. Now, remind us again when the when it all gets started uh, tomorrow.
4: We're starting tomorrow. Uh, the first uh, shuttles are leaving from Waynesboro to the start at six thirty a.m. Uh, we're looking to uh, to get things kicked off about about eight eight fifteen as far as blowing the gun and starting the race.
0: All right. Uh, Drew, thanks so much for joining us today on Next Stop Mississippi. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Uh,
4: re- I really appreciate y'all's invitation. It's been fun talking with y'all.
0: All righty. Excellent. A lot. We've been talking with Drew Walker from the great Chickasawhay River Race in <coughs> Waynesboro. And thankfully, we are through with that segment because it's Chickasawhay is not easy to pronounce.
3: <laughs> I'll let you say it every time. I kept saying
0: river. <laughs> the thing is, I know they don't have them in this race, but my, my favorite position in, in canoe racing would be the, the little guy that sits in front and just says, stroke, stroke, stroke. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: mine would be the guy at the finish line drinking the beer like hurry up hurry up
0: (laughs) all right very good you're listening to next stop mississippi uh next up we're going to be talking with uh teresha battle from holly springs convention and visitor bureau about the ida b wells festival in holly springs uh thanks for joining us this morning
6: hi how are you we're doing good thank thank you for having me
2: sure well, thank you, Ms. Battle, for coming on. I know it was short notice, and you've got a busy day preparing uh, in Holly Springs. Tell us a little bit about Ida B. Wells for all of the people who don't know who she is, how important Ida B. Wells is and kind of her history with Holly Springs.
6: Okay. Well, Ida B. Wells uh, uh, was an African-American journalist. Um, she was also a uh, newspaper editor, uh, a suffragist, a sociologist, feminist. Uh, she had, she wore many hats, um, and she was one of the leaders in the Civil Rights Movement. Um, she, she was born in 1862, and um, her birthday is coming up on Sunday, July 16th. So uh, that's what we'll be celebrating here in Holly Springs. Uh, it will be the Ida B. Wells Barnett Festival and Birthday Gala. Um, it is, it uh, starts the 14th through the 16th, and so we're looking forward to that.
0: So give us a little background. Uh, when did the uh, festival start? Uh, and tell us a little bit about uh, this year's festival.
6: Um, the festival started approximately about maybe six years ago. Um, and uh, this festival, this particular festival, um, it's going to be, um, uh, uh, again, July 14th through the 16th with activities and events. Um, it'll be held at the Ida B. Wells Museum here in Holly Springs um, and also at the Italy uh, Smith Multipurpose Building. Um, they're going to have an open ceremony, a museum tour, uh, documentary uh, viewing, um, community discussions, commemorative banquet. So it's got it's an array of things that are going to be going on uh, in the next couple of days concerning uh, this this gala. Um, so if any uh, persons out there are interested in, in coming on out to Holly Springs, um, please feel free to do so. We'd be more than happy to have you all. Um, the commemorative banquet will be Saturday, July 15th at 7 p.m. That'll take place at Russ College. It's a, historically, uh, a historic, historic college here in Holly Springs. Um, and um, some of you will be able to meet the descendants of Ida B. Wells Barnett as well.
2: So outside of the festival, tell us uh, some of the historical sites that are there to commemorate Ida B. Wells that uh, tourists and and people inside of the state can visit uh, at any time and and maybe take a tour.
6: Oh, absolutely. The museum, uh, the Ida B. Wells Barnett Museum, is open Monday through Friday. Um, It's open from uh, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, it's $5, a $5 entry fee. Um, And for children, it's four. Um, It it takes place, uh, again, daily. Um, You can always feel free to call the Holly Springs Tourism and Recreation Bureau. Um, And our number is 662-252-2515 if you'd like to schedule uh, a, a tour to that museum
2: you almost no, said interview cuz i know you're doing some <laughs> some I interviewing I have today
6: interview scheduled today <laughs> <laughs> i do i absolutely do <laughs> so you know, um what what else happens at, for this with this gala is they have um community discussion on race relations and i think that that's very important um, to have roundtable discussions um about things of, of grave importance such as uh, such as that, we all need to see one another's point of view and and so forth and so um you know what she was significant in doing is um having a passion for justice, and that just means for any man or one man so i th- I think that I'm excited about it.
0: So, uh, visitors to the museum, tell us uh, what kind of artifacts and exhibits uh, they would see when they tour the museum.
6: When they come into the museum, the uh, artifacts that they would see is, um, uh, oh, oh, wow, the one that I love, because I'm not a a native of any southern state, however, uh, cotton. And so I always go in there and I feel the cotton. And, of course, you're going to have memorabilia of Ida B. Wells. Um, She has a book book. that she did right and everything else Um, so they'd be able to see that um, and especially just history in itself um, uh, concerning the African-American and um, the home that the Ida B. Wells Museum is in actually her father uh, built that home uh, back in in the 1800s so um, you know she was born on that property of course born a slave uh, but nonetheless she was born on that particular property
2: Wow. Well, tell us uh, other other things going on in Holly Springs outside of the uh, uh, the festival. What other good things do you have going on there? Because we are lucky enough to have somebody from the Convention and Visitors Bureau on the phone.
6: <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Well, um, Holly Springs has an array of things. We do daily tours um, uh, for other antebellum homes as well. Um, you can always visit our website at uh, uh, www.visithollysprings.com to check out the latest any events Um, we just had to kick off starting June 29 for our bikers and blues night out in the alley and so what happens it's a free event Um, you have a lot of bikers that come up and then blues and everyone loves the blues so um, that that happens every Thursday throughout through September Uh, September 7th I believe would be the last day of that particular event Um, we do have the uh, infamous Hillcrest Cemetery uh, here in Holly Springs, and um, that's uh, available for tour as well. Um, we also have the Yellow Fever Martyrs Museum, in which um, back in the 1800s, the yellow fever yellow fever hit the town of Holly Springs and wiped out about one third of the population. Wow! So, um, that that right there is is very significant as well. So it has a, we have a lot of good things going on here um, in September, though September 8th through the 10th. We will be having our Hummingbird Celebration and Nature Festival. Oh wow! That's at the Strawberry Plains Audubon Center, and um, that three-day uh, that three-day festival, um, we generally probably attract maybe seven seven to ten thousand people in that three-day. Oh wow! By, um, three-day period so we have a lot of great things going in like I, going on like i say always feel free to visit our website or contact the holly springs uh tourism and recreation bureau uh for more information
0: all right so uh, remind us again on the particulars on the ida b wells uh festival you said said it's a multi-day event but uh, r- remind us of events and, or the days and some of the, the highlights
6: yes the ida b wells uh barnett festival and birthday gala um, we'll go. Uh, it's July fourteenth through the sixteenth, so it begins today. Um, and again, it will be held at the Ida B. Wells Museum here in Holly Springs. And also, a second segment will be held um, at the Eddie Lee Smith Multipurpose Building, um, and that's located at two thirty-five Memphis Street in Holly Springs, Mississippi.
0: All right. We've been visiting with Tyresha Battle from the Holly Springs Convention and Vis- Visitors Bureau telling us about the Ida B. Wells Festival uh, that's taking place this weekend in Holly Springs. Uh, thanks for being on the show with us today.
6: Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much.
6: You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All
0: right, uh, it's time for another break. Thanks to Tyresha Banks for letting us know about the Ida B. Wells Festival that starts today in Holly Springs, continues throughout the weekend. Earlier, we talked with Drew Walker with the Friends of the Chickasawhay River. They're having their great Chickasawhay River race uh, tomorrow. Uh, when we get back, it's off to Corinth. They're going to prepare for the Slug Burger Festival. We'll be back with more on Next Stop Mississippi
7: the tragedy, she made it through. Her father was a son of his masters. Her mother and sister been sold, time after time and again. What would've happened if the North didn't win? But it really didn't even matter. Reconstruction brought an era that left blacks bruised and battered. But Ida kept fighting, and with her push she kept writing, She was a leader, no hiding. Even if it meant getting fired, she stood for justice. You better know this. Ida B. lived forever.
1: Welcome back to Next Stop
0: Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell in for Mary Margaret Miller this week, joined by Kamel King. We're smack dab in the middle of a busy show. Uh, Up next, we're going to go to Corinth and talk about their annual Slug Burger Festival. So joining us on the phone is Angela Avent. Angela, thanks uh, for joining us today.
7: Welcome. Thanks for having me.
2: Angela, you have got to answer this question for me because it is a mystery that eludes me and I have not Googled it or anything. What the heck is a slug burger? I knew that
7: would be your first question. You know it was.
2: <laughs> and for the listeners, too.
7: A slug burger is a patty of. I can't give a secret recipe, but it's ingredients that has some meat in it, um, some other ingredients that was originated back in the Depression when meat wasn't so plentiful, and it is, that patty is deep fried and placed on a bun. The normal way to eat it is mustard, pickle, and onion, and it's divine. It is just good. The name originated from back in the day when a slug was a nickel,
5: mm-hmm. mm. and
7: you could get them for a nickel. And there, hence, the slug burger was born.
0: All right. So would it be awful to put a slice of cheese on a slug burger?
7: <laughs> no. Put cheese on a I put mayonnaise on mine with the other, but it, that's your typical dressing is mustard, pickle and onion.
2: So the slug burger was an answer to a, a lack of resources and finances and finances, and was uh, America's way to react to it, to survive and, and still uh, get along, basically.
7: I believe so. I believe so. But we explain that many times. <laughs> we really
0: do. But I think you know that there a lot of food things uh, these days. That it, it's amazing how resourceful we can be with, with limited resources. And this gave birth to the slug burger. Uh, Angela, is there a specific uh, restaurant in town, or is the the entire town known for the slug burger?
7: Um. Well, the, really, the entire town. There is. Uh, we have White Trolley Cafe, who is we call it world famous. Uh, for their slugs and then Boreham's Store downtown which is the oldest drugstore in Mississippi also cooks them and um, that's probably our two primary places um, but there's other you know small restaurants in town that have them and they're all good and all pretty much done the same way I assume their recipes may be a little different but all deep fried and If you haven't tried one, you need to come try it.
2: (laughs) Well, I hope the price point is still the same because I'm going to slap a big dollar
0: down and I'm going to feed my whole household. (laughs) (laughs)
7: They're cheap. They are cheap. They are very cheap.
0: So they're about the same size as a regular hamburger then, is that right?
7: Yes. uh Some of them are thicker. Some of them cook them thin, very thin. Some people want them very thin and very done. And then some of the other restaurants that I've eaten at are a little thicker and a little doughier. Uh, I do know there's another town in Mississippi that has them, and they are, or have something like them, and it is a dough burger. And it is, I've eaten it, and it's it's similar to a slug, you know, but it's not as fried, as crisp, whatever, but...
0: It's like a slug, but it's not the slug burger.
7: That's right, that's right. It's <laughs> rendition of a slug burger.
0: All right, so we talked about that's, the slug burger. Let's talk about the slug burger festival. This is the 30th year for the festival?
7: It is, it is. I'm sitting in my office right now looking around at all the posters from the prior years, and I uh, can't believe it's it's been 30 years, but it has.
0: Tell us a little bit about uh, the origins, how it how it got started, and, and tell us what uh, the highlights for the festival will be this year.
7: It actually started from one business owner downtown who actually owned the jewelry store and um, had the festival around Borms Drugstore, as I just stated, on the Court Square back in the day. They had their just a little communal group of people that got it together. Uh, Jimmy Hascock, I understand, was the originator. He's not here here any longer. And um, they cooked burgers and had a street festival, so to speak. Sold a few things out there, and it just evolved uh, every year to adding um, entertainment and a carnival. And as it is today, it is a very big deal. We have a carnival that is here for all three nights. Um... Thursday night is what we call our family night, and the um, entertainment section is down in our care garden, which is at the depot downtown, a grassy area. And um, Garrett Eye Clinic, uh, a local eye center here, sponsored a voice rendition of a talent show last night and had our you know, local people perform, and, um, and also a guest band. And uh, they did the whole replica of the voice. as you know it from tv and that's on thursday night and then friday and saturday nights we hire professional you know bands to come and um you go back and forth across the railroad track from the carnival down to the entertainment district and uh, it's just a real fun time and you eat slug burgers
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tell us about some of the musical guests that you've got this year
7: this year we have tonight will be uh george mcconnell Carrie Hudson and the mustache band. Y'all may be familiar with some of those. The mustache band is a real fun group that passes out mustaches, uh, to the audience and, um, plays a lot of fun music. Tomorrow night is Tate Moore and the one 900 band, which is another band that plays a lot of eighties. Um, I think country kind of music and, um, for tomorrow night also tomorrow a big hit of the day at four during the day and this has been added just the last couple of years we have a major league eating contest Mm
5: -hmm. and
7: the eaters that were just on tv last weekend in new york for the Nathan's hot dog championship several of those will be here the winner included joey chestnut and uh, that draws a very large crowd to see them eat as many slug burgers as they can
2: Wow. Did you guys do a uh, slug burger eating contest last year? Has that been going on for a few years? Yes.
7: It, I, I believe, and I'm not sure on that, I believe last year, I believe it, this is the third year. I believe that's right.
2: So it's burger, bun, and everything in the contest.
7: It is, it is fully dressed, just as oh, well. on the burger and they line up on that stage and...
2: Go for it. <laughs> what did they top out at? How, how many did the uh, last year winner uh, eat?
7: I think last
2: year he ate 30, oh, wow. like
0: Jeez. 35 <laughs>
7: or 36.
0: <Yeah>. Kevin, <laughs> could you? Uh, you know, I, I like mustard and onions, but that's a lot of mustard and onions. Oh, <laughs> it is a lot. It is
7: a lot. It wow. Is a lot, but, and they like them
0: they like them. Well, that's good. I mean, at least they're eating something that's tasty, all that, you know, wolf and all that. (laughs) down. although sometimes you wonder how much they're able to taste it the way they go after it. But that that would be fun to see. You know, on TV, it's one thing, but I imagine in person watching them folks devour that food like that is probably an experience you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. It
7: it is definitely something to say. And like I said, I was honestly shocked at the size of the crowd that comes to watch that. But it was big and um, there will be a television station or two that'll come, you know, and film it. And mm-hmm. um, it's just turned into a really big, we draw a lot of out-of-town people on Saturday, especially, I think that hit starts it off,
0: you know. So if uh, people need to find more information about the Slug Burger Festival, is there a way they can do that?
7: They can, they can find it on uh, Facebook, On um, we have a Slug Burger website, um, and there's, uh, we have a pageant tomorrow as well, and we have a Facebook page for the pageant. Um, we're the only slug burger out there so find it easily on them
0: so is, is the winner miss Slugburger? <laughs> 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 what an inviting That's name <laughs> okay <laughs> all right very good hey uh, angela before we let you go remind us again of the particulars the the dates and times for the slug burger festival this weekend
7: this year it's the 13th through the 15th uh tonight everything gets going about the bands will start about 7.30. Tomorrow at noon, the carnival starts, and then it'll start back up tomorrow night again. The eating contest, like I said, is 4. Tyson is at 10 in the morning, and then the bands and everything get going around 7 tomorrow night.
0: All right. Sweet. Angela, thanks for taking some time out and letting us know about the Slug Burger Festival in Corinth.
7: Great. Thanks for having me. Have a good day.
0: All righty. Uh, We've got to take one more break this hour. We've been uh, talking a lot this morning. We had the band Empty Atlas on talking about their upcoming shows. We talked about the great Chickasahaw River Race, the Ida B. Wells Festival in Holly Springs, and the Slug Burger Festival in Corth. But we are not done yet, because after the break, we're going to go to Canton and talk about an upcoming actor boot camp. We'll be back with more of Next Stop Mississippi right after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB
1: Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi. Kevin Farrell in
0: today for Mary Margaret Miller, joined by Kamel King. We've been pretty busy today. We've been to Waynesboro, Holly Springs, Corinth. Uh, Now we're going to go to Canton, though, and uh, talk to Matthew Morgan about the uh, casting boot camp. Uh, So, uh, Matthew, thanks for joining us this morning.
8: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: We're doing good. So tell us, what is a, a casting boot camp?
8: I'll tell you exactly what my casting boot camp is. I work as a casting director, and uh, I'm originally from Mississippi. And I love to hold workshops, in effect, for actors, um, for, you know, aspiring actors, extras who want to do more, or even very talented, well-seasoned actors, where you really get to work together as a group um, and interact with a casting director myself, plus my team, my associates who work with me. And, you know, we try to really share a wealth of information, sort of the do's and don'ts, um, tips and tricks of things that I know from working in the business, from seeing it from my side that actors don't always get to see. So it's really just a fun opportunity to learn a lot um, and to actually work together and spend a little more time together than the normal five minutes or so that, you know, an actor would do at an audition.
2: Well, I've got to give you major props on bringing this boot camp to Canton. Uh, Nina in the film office really, really highly recommended us talking to you and spoke so highly of you. And, uh, you know, the industry, a lot of people don't know what goes in and out of it. And Mm -hmm. with you being from here and bringing that knowledge back, I think it's so important. Why don't you give the listeners a little background on your history and how you got started in your matriculation in the industry?
8: Absolutely. Well, First and foremost, I love to hear that, and Nina's wonderful. She and the film office have been super supportive of me. I am a very proud Mississippian, and uh, I was born in McComb, Mississippi, but grew up for the most part in Canton, Mississippi, in Madison County, and uh, and I love it. Uh, I may have left to work in a lot of other places, but I've been fortunate enough to come back home in the past five or six years and do a lot of work in the state of Mississippi, I have an office in Toronto. I've worked for about 17 years in Canada. I'm also a dual citizen of the United States and Canada. And, um, yeah, so I, I work in Toronto. I have an office in New Orleans, Mississippi's home, and it's such a special place with wonderful people. And I've found some very talented people historically come out of our state if you look at all the fantastic, you know, athletes, writers, singers, actors, musicians, uh, you know, to be such a small place, we produce a lot of great talent. And for me, it was such a treat to sort of come back to Mississippi and, and really do what I've wanted to do, um, you know, here for so long. Uh, and to be able to do that and make my living here, which is a blessing. So I love it. I love working in Mississippi. I do a lot of commercials here a lot of films um, and uh, feel fortunate to be able to do that in a place you know that's so special to me.
0: So I'm interested in in kind of the process as a casting director what do you I mean I guess maybe you would study the movie the script to get an idea of of who the characters are and then you're just looking for those characteristics in in the folks who audition?
8: Just that that's well said when let's say a film lands the the director and producer um, we meet and uh, we have a great sort of heart, heart-to-heart uh, and go over all the characters that we're looking for. If I'm casting a feature film, oftentimes I'll be asked to cast, you know, the lead, the stars, which we sometimes find in Los Angeles, New York, you know, name actors that will add value to the film and, and hopefully get it distributed, right? So it goes to the theaters. And then if we're doing a film, let's say, in Mississippi, um, we'll oftentimes cast all of the local roles, meaning the smaller speaking parts, um, you know, in the area so that we're not flying folks in from everywhere. So that's uh, just, you know, a lot of fun for me to audition people here. And I, I look for that. Producers give me and directors a sort of rundown, a breakdown of what they're looking for with characters. They let me know the ethnicities, um, the general sort of look and feel, the age range. And it's really based on me to interpret that as well. Sometimes I have to read the script myself. And I have to interpret that and sort of run it by the client. So we work together as a team to really try to bring the best actors that have the right look, first and foremost, and secondly, that have the skill and talent. And sometimes, you know, uh, you discover people that have never done this before, (laughs) which is really exciting for me. I've I've worked on films in Mississippi and have people just show up to my auditions and open calls, first time, never done this before, and landed parts in films. So that's really exciting. Yeah.
2: How how do you even develop a reputation of being able to cast a movie and having the right mm-hmm. eye and knowing talent? I mean, because that, that's yep. got to be a skill that doesn't come
8: easy. You know, it's, it's a good question. I think you, you really try to establish yourself in a market. You work hands on with the film office and it, you're really as good as your last job just like actors wait for, you know, someone to take a chance on them so they can get their foot in the door. that same thing happens with a casting director. You know, the very first film I did in Mississippi um, was directed by and starring James Franco.
5: It was mm. called
8: As a dying written uh, based on the novel written by William Faulkner. For me, that was such a big, a big break for me. I had worked in a lot of other markets and, you know, it was well-established and known, but in Mississippi I had come back and sort of was starting at the the, the bottom of the barrel, huh. And, you know, they took a chance on me and booked me for that job. And it was just a huge blessing for me. It opened a big door for me for doing work in the state. So that's sort of, you know, that's one avenue um, in really establishing yourself is through the work that you do and producers talk. That producer recommended me to do another film, and that producer recommended me to one of her friends Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles to do another film, and then it just trickles down. So you really try, you know, I try to treat people well, um treat others as you'd like to be treated and hopefully um that's your work will speak for itself yeah
0: so matthew we got about a minute left uh, when a sure, when a, f- a film comes to town and they're looking for extras would you encourage folks to to just you know everyday folks to go out there is is it a fun experience being on a movie set
8: it's a lot of hard work <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it is it is fun experience as well there's the excitement of it right mm-hmm. but it is a lot of hard work a lot of sit around and wait to be called you've got to bring things to occupy the time but if you've never done it and you're curious i think you should check it off your bucket list we need extras of all types from you know young newborn babies i need we did a film here um called the hollers that john krasinski directed for Caven and jackson we needed lots of babies in the hospital Tons of real women we booked as nurses, and gentlemen, too, people that had never done this before and that actually really worked in a hospital. And a couple of them got bumped up to speaking parts. They were just an extra for the day, and John Krasinski said, hey, can you try this line? All of a sudden, they've got a credit in the film. <laughs> right. So You never know what's going to happen, right? It can be an exciting thing.
0: All right. Hey, Matthew, thanks for uh, joining us hey, this morning and letting us know about the boot camp.
8: I'm excited about it. It's going to be tomorrow in Canton from 1 to 4.30, just at the Visitor Center on the Square, and we've got a couple spots left. If people can make it, um, you can buy tickets on my website, MorganCasting.com.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us today.
8: My pleasure. Thank you for your time.
0: We can finally take a break, a big breath. It's been a a jam-packed show. We want to thank all our guests for sharing their events. One good thing about Mississippi is that with the small towns, there's always something going on. It might take a short drive to get there, but you'll always find yourself in the middle of a party. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered today by Java Chapman, and our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. So for Kamel King, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women, and join us next week for another Next Stop Mississippi, heard only on MPB Think Radio. Radio.